Welcome to another week of Surviving Creativity. It's the show where we talk about creative professionals following their dreams, being their own boss, and hopefully surviving the process. Surviving Creativity is made for fans and creators by fans and creators, and the best part is it is 100% patron-funded. If you're interested in getting involved, head on over to patreon.com forward slash surviving creativity and take a look at what we've got to offer. I'm Corey Cassoni, and as always, I'm joined by your co-host, Scott Kurtz and Brad Geiger. Joining us this week, we have illustrator and colorist extraordinaire. You probably know his work from the gaming comic Plox that you can check out right now at plox-comic.com. It's Mr. Steve Hamaker. This week, that's my art, but I only own half of it, and anyway, you can't use it. Legally, I'm correct. Confused? So are we. It's another episode of Surviving Creativity. It's the breakfast edition. It is the breakfast edition. (laughs) Well, lunch on the East Coast. (laughs) No one cares, guys. Right. Come on. (laughs) We all just got our coffee and rolled out of bed. (laughs) Uh, I have quiche in front of me. We have Steve Hamaker with us. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We do? (laughs) We do. We talked to that guy for a long time. Somebody should. Steve Hamaker is uh, an award-winning colorist. Uh, no, award-nominated. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. You don't have an award yet? No, Dave Stewart has all my. Neesons don't have a <laughs> have any gold yet. <laughs> no. Nope. You don't have an you don't have an Eisner yet. No, man. What? That's oh, dude. Hard to believe. I don't know I, if he can. We're be gonna make it happen for we're you gonna, to happen. We're gonna. Well, as long as Dave's not nominated, then maybe. Dave Stewart. For those of you unaware, Dave Stewart pretty much owns coloring when it comes to awards. I think it's because he's the only name anybody recognizes. So, Corey, when I woke up this morning, you were like, get your coffee and get on the mic because I have something to talk about. I do. Oh, boy, Uh, do I. Do I ever. What's going on? Okay. Uh, This is a this is a fair use argument that and that uh, we'll have Katie on at some point to talk about this. But. As we all know, as artists, there's a, all, often a question in wh- who can use what art and for what purposes, right? So, uh, oh, I know where you're going. There's a lady named uh, Anita Sarkeesian, and she runs a little thing called Feminist Frequency. And it's like uh, she did a Kickstarter and she got a bunch of money to do these YouTube videos looking at uh, video games and tropes, particularly uh, uh, tropes of women in video games. Oh, um, right, 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 right. The videos are great. They're like super ac- academic, sort of tropey 101. Very cool. But during the Kickstarter, she used art in her Kickstarter that was of another artist. And normally you'd go like, okay, well, clearly that's, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't have done that. Should have contacted the artist, whatever. But here's where it gets weird. The art is fan art of a character that the artist does not own. So it is art of Princess Daphne from Dragon's Lair. Um but is this artist's rendition of that art? But then the art is pulled from the artist's uh, Tumblr page, I believe. It just perfectly pulled, just with the background dropped, and then laid into 
a banner. Um, so, you, you know, it's super strange because technically the artist on the blog does not own the character, but does own the art of the character because she drew it. Sure. Right. Yeah. What's the question? Well, <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of shouldn't have done it shouldn't have done it right well I mean and that's the initial reaction right but fair use is a very weird you know as we well know is a very weird thing Um, oh are you asking does the girl I'm sorry does the does the you're asking if the lady running the kickstarter have the right to run it because the person who drew it can't own that drawing because it's of a copyrighted character correct so right the other well the other the other way of putting it is does the artist who was plundered have a legitimate complaint hmm yes i would say right? yes i think yeah, so too. it's her i art. think she does it's her art yeah, yeah. and this is it doesn't know, now Mm, oh shoot! Oh oh god! It's all no, unraveling no, in my had, head. I because... think you had it. I think you had it right, Scott. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna go down that road you started. Absolutely, she's got it. She's got a copyright complaint against the uh, the blogger. In other words, she made an art. She made a piece of art, and that blogger <laughs> she made, an made an unfair art. copy of her piece of art. Now <laughs> that is one standalone deal. Now on the other hand. That company that owns the trademark to Princess Daphne has a complaint against the artist. But those are two ah, separate but... complaints, and two wrongs do not make a right. Well, and here's the other mm. thing. So the the artist's name is Tamara Gray. She, this is this is the artist who made who made the fan art of Princess Daphne. Now, Tamara Gray was not selling this art, was not doing anything with this art. This is just art that she made that she put up on her site to, you know, uh, I think it was a portfolio piece. Um, so she wasn't actually doing anything illegal with this art. This is just fan art. So that's where the question gets weird, right? Because she technically, she doesn't have a legal claim to this art, uh, to, the, to the copyright of this art, to the trademark of the character, but she does have a legal claim to her art. You can't just use somebody's art. Uh, and now Anita, well, of let's, course- Let's be clear again. She does have copyright. She does of, not have trademark. Correct. Yeah, she has copyright oh, of the God. art. She, her, made a, yeah. she made a piece. No, no, no. <laughs> this is important because people are getting this wrong all the time. She made a piece of art. She has copyright over that piece of art. Correct. She yes, does not she have does. the right to do a Princess Daphne piece, but that's up to the people that own Princess Daphne to enforce their trademark. And those are two different things that people get wrong constantly. Right. Okay. Well, hold on a second. So, it's not. Okay, I know Katie's listening to this and just screaming. Our, our lawyer, we're gonna get friend. her. Uh, Katie Lane is our lawyer. She runs Work Made for Hire, uh, which is a, a fantastic blog about legal stuff. But we are absolutely gonna have her on, and we're gonna talk about legal. Oh, okay. So here's the thing: the what's the name of the person who drew the picture? Tamara Gray drew. Tamara drew it, and yeah. who stole it? Uh, and <laughs> jumping right in, Anita Sarkeesian. <laughs> okay, so Tamara drew a picture of Princess Daphne, correct? Which is a character copyright by the Bluth Animation or whoever owns Dragon's Lair, right? So she drew a picture of it, which she has the right to do. She can draw a picture and put it up on her portfolio. She's not selling prints or doing anything. I don't know that. I'm sure that 
Katie could tell us if the Don Bluth company could call her and say, take that picture off your website. I'm sure they could. Even prob- if it was probably, a yeah. Piece. I mean, I think that for, okay. for protecting your brand, if you own copyright, you can you can technically control anything anybody does with your stuff. Anything. Okay. Right. So, but that's neither here nor there. She created a piece of art, and assuming it's original, even if it's of a trademarked character, it's her art. So she has a copyright claim to that art, but the for the for the but only to determine where it's shown because she couldn't take the problem is is that is that the girl doing the Kickstarter is making ostensibly making money off of that art. Yeah. That's where right. she gets her money. Well, and this is another weird thing that people get confused about all the time. It, and because Sarkeesian is claiming fair use, I just linked a blog post so you guys can actually see the art. If you want to scroll down a little bit, you can see the piece of art and then how the background was taken out. It was just laid into a thing. Now, just because you make money off of something does not uh, using somebody else's stuff does not necessarily mean it's illegal. You can do you can use things with fair use for commercial use. That's fine. So. Uh, uh, Anita Sarkeesian is saying that this is fair use, that she has, uh, you know, altered this piece in enough uh, way to uh, to fall under the the protection of the fair use doctrine, uh, which is a, you know, U.S. No. copyright law, blah, blah, blah. No, but there, you know, no, she's not she's not right about that at all. I don't think so either. And yeah, I'll I tell think... you why. There's there's two things. There's two little places that we're treading here. That's 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 problematic. Number one, the whole idea of whether she made money through the image or not, that does not play into copyright at all. In other words, uh, you say, well, I didn't make any money when I made my illegal copy of your art, so you can't uh, prosecute me. Untrue. Let's uh, let's take uh, Scott. Uh, a, a great example would be the Han shot first uh, t-shirt, right? Something that you did. Don't bring me into this, uh, Brad. <laughs> no, no, no. It, but but it, it has been ripped off from you for years, right? I mean, that's a f- strong phrase, but other people have made... Well, okay. Other people have taken yes, your uh, t-shirt and made copies of it. Yes. Many right. people have taken okay. that design and made that shirt. All right. So let's, and, so let's say that somebody uh, uh, took that... Uh, that that whole thing made a copy of it and distributed three hundred thousand free T-shirts with that on it. Now they could say to you, "Well, I didn't make any money," but you'd still have a legitimate copyright claim against them. So the whole idea that I didn't make money when I made my illegal copy doesn't hold water. It doesn't come into it when it comes to a copyright claim. It, well, well, it's not it, an illegal copy, Brad. She changed it. She took Tamara's name off of it and put her name on it. come on man fair and this is what's so interesting about fair use this is why we definitely have to have katie on to talk about this because people get very confused about fair use and the reason why is because it's super gray and the courts have left it that way there's like there's like four uh, uh things that they use to figure out if something is if something is fair use or not i i don't remember them exactly but one of them is like whether it's commercial or nonprofit. one of them is the you know the nature of the work um one of them is how much of it was used mm-hmm. um and i think one of them is the like the potential market for the work so like how how much have you hurt this or that or the other thing but what makes this case so weird is that tamra doesn't own the trademark to the character 
So it's like it, this is something that would absolutely have to go before a judge and somebody would have to figure it out. It's it's not as cut and dry as like, you know, like Brad draws all the characters from Evil you Inc. Know, and somebody takes the characters and starts doing stuff with them. Well, of course, Brad gets to go, hey, you don't get to do that. It doesn't matter if you took the head off of that character and put it on the other character. If you're not making a statement, you're just selling it. It doesn't that doesn't necessarily fall under the guise of fair use. I would like to talk to Katie about whether her putting a clip of art up on something constitutes fair use. But considering that David Kellett had to do a second Kickstarter just to raise the money to pay for the rights to put clips <laughs> yeah. from yeah. shows. Because I know I heard one time that when a new show comes out, let's say the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, we have a certain amount of time during which we can play a clip of a certain duration and it's fair use because it's for review purposes. But once mm -hmm. the length is, once you're past a certain length or once you're past a certain time past the air date, it expires. Huh. I heard that once. I don't know. Uh, you know, so it, the thing about fair use is anything is going to be based on past cases. So, and this is why we need lawyer brain because is well, there also we don't even here's what's really the point that's being missed uh, and i find it ironic especially on a project um a, a project by two this these are two women who care a lot about women and they couldn't bring themselves to email <laughs> each other <laughs> like all right. she had to do was send yeah, an email well, to tamra and say I'm doing a Kickstarter to help raise awareness for sure. the way that women are kind of portrayed. You're an amazing female artist who drew an amazing, strong female character that's a kind of a damsel in distress that I want to talk about. Can I use this art for this Kickstarter? And Tamara probably would have gone, yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's, like, a, good chance, there's a good chance that, that she didn't know that it was fan art, maybe. There's also that change. Yeah, and that's the thing else. That's yeah, kind of what I'm wondering. This poster is is like from the the you know companies that yeah, almost everything else is game art. Yeah, Except everything else on the poster is, is, is game art. Is. <laughs> uh, this is the inter <laughs> This is this is the interesting thing about it, and this is actually how it broke. Tamara Gray knew nothing of Anita. According to Tamara Gray, knew nothing of Anita Sarkeesian at all had never even heard of her. It wasn't until one of her fans said, hey, your art is in this feminist frequency thing. That's super cool. I backed that on Kickstarter. The, the videos are really good. You should go take a look. And uh, Tamara, to her credit, according to her on, her, on her blog post on her Tumblr, she began uh, emailing uh, Anita saying, hey, this is, you know, this is my art. Um, we have, I, I have certain ways that I do these things. Uh, Tamara seems to be very concerned as to whether or not uh, Anita's organization, what she's doing is a 501c3, I think, uh, you know, which means they're, they're uh, tax exempt, which I, I think legally doesn't really hold any claim, but it is Tamara's art and she can do whatever she wants with it. And if Tamara has a process by which she gives 501c3 art for certain purposes, then that's her you know, right as the creator of that art. So sure. according to Tamara, she reached out to her, nothing. She, then she started reaching out to her on social media, nothing. And, and everyone knows Anita is very vocal and active on social media. Uh, apparently the person, the people who first contacted her about it began reaching out to the Kickstarter because they were backers uh, sending private messages. And it finally 
it wasn't until Tamara said, you know what? It's been too long. Here's an open letter to Anita. Tell me what's going on with this piece. Uh, and to Tamara's credit, has been very cool. And to Anita's credit, actually, they've both been very, I, I, I think, uh, defensive, but talking like normal adults. The problem is the rest of the oh, internet. Oh, man. <laughs> you right. know what? I think it's very, very possible that Anita had no idea because so Princess Daphne is the damsel in distress in the video game Dragon's Lair. Sure. And she spends most of the game floating around in a bubble going, Dirk, hell. Oh, she's the biggest <laughs> the biggest trope is, of, of damsel she in is distress. The biggest, of them her all. name the, is Princess yeah. her name is Princess Rescue Me Trope. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's a she's the, great for the, uh, so for her for the purposes of Anita's. You know, she's super videos. great for the purposes, right? But what I'm saying is like the classic pose of Daphne is, um, her kind of floating butt down, arms up with her like knees up near her arms. Oh, I see. Now it's pretty obvious this is fan art, frankly, because it's not very good. Wow! Wow! <laughs> The anatomy's way <laughs> off. Her shoulders are so far back from her boobs. <laughs> nah, the art's not super great. Sorry, Tamara. But your anatomy's way off. I think Anita should have used the would have been better off using art from the actual game. Honestly, I don't think Dragon's Lair would have freaked out. Probably or blue. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go you one better. If she would have used art from the actual game, I'm gonna argue that it would have absolutely fell under fair use because fair use lets you use somebody's art if you're commenting right. on that art. Exactly. So if she would have taken official Dragon's Lair art, it would have definitely been fair use. Because yep. she's commenting on Dragon's Lair. But is she com she's commenting on Dragon's Lair with the videos? But this is just a promotional piece of material before the videos existed for the purpose of raising money. See, it's a uh, it's a weird. I don't. Sticky... I don't think that. I I think that's a that's a. That's. I think that's an. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's an argument that we'd have to make in front of Katie. Where, I don't think. I think that's arguable. <laughs> I wonder if I could. Yeah, call, we, we kind of need her. I, I wonder think. if I could call Katie. But don't you listen. The problem with calling Katie while we're recording is it puts her on the spot. She's a lawyer. Well, you know, Mike. What does that mean? <laughs> She'll be like, "Wow, oh, this is no what, problem. I know all about this." She's a That's what she sounds like too. She I, says, "I know exactly how this case works." No, not it puts <laughs> her on the spot for an answer. It puts her on the spot to give us her time. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and we, it's what expensive. If, what, if her, yeah, right. what if we sent her this podcast as it is right now and, and said, listen to this and prepare some thoughts. And then we brought her in at a, at a later time and put and recorded the end to this podcast and say, and, and she can say, OK, you know, here, here's some things you missed or here's some things that you need to know more about. Yeah, that's the way you do it. What you do is you post the podcast and you go, Katie, we figured out this Dragon's Lair Princess Daphne thing. Take a listen. <laughs> and then she comes back and says, And then she's God like, I need it. to be on the podcast right now. No, I don't I don't mean post it, but record it and send it to her. I There's some great Princess Daphne porn that she could have used that I think I would have preferred. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm finding all over Googs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Honestly, Thanks. I just don't understand why it's it's so pointless. It's just such a waste of time. It's so what I'm saying is like I'm so torn about it, and it has nothing to do with the legalities of it. Maybe it has to do with the ethics of it. There's nothing wrong with Tamara making Princess Daphne art and posting it on Deviant Art as a part of her portfolio. There's nothing wrong with that. But when someone takes it and uses it, then you're like, hey, that's mine. Well, it's not really yours because all you did is a really bad drawing of a really great animator's work. Wow. And so- all right, now hold on. Are are Is your judgment based, though, on that you don't like this particular piece of art? Like if this was... Uh, I'm trying to think of an artist that you love. No, look, 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 look. I'm looking at a couple. I'm on Google Image Search right now. I did Princess Daphne. And there's a lot of really wonderful interpretations of Daphne on here. And some people, um, there's a couple pieces. One of them is clearly um, a design company who's designing statues for Disney. And one of them is Princess Daphne. I wonder if Disney owns Daphne. Uh, and this is an artist who can replicate Don Bluth's style exactly. So it's a great drawing of Princess Daphne. The proportions are on, are are wonderful, and it looks like Princess Daphne because it looks like what Don Bluth designed. Then I see a couple other pieces where other artists with their own distinctive style have done their version of Daphne in their style. So you can tell it's Daphne because of the costume and because of the poses but it's not anywhere close to Don's style. Um, it's their style. It's their interpretation of Daphne. And and I feel, and this is just, you guys back me up on this, you can tell when an artist is trying to replicate someone else's style and missing the mark. And that's what Tamara's done. She's tried to, she's tried to copy Don Bluth's style. And she's, and she's off. I just don't think that I that I just don't I think, think that right that matters though, that for this case. Yeah, but I don't it doesn't think matter for the it. case. I'm okay. just saying that what what I'm saying is that um I, the the point I'm trying to make is that like there's been no crime here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only crime here is that um Anita should have just used some better I mean, no. what you're saying is very funny, but copyright law even applies to bad art. Sadly. <laughs> okay. So, okay, great. Sadly. So copyright art applies to bad art. I agree. Yeah. What I'm saying is this, okay? <laughs> the offense here is so small that let's say Tamara's like, no, I'm mad. I'm taking this to court. Okay, here's your buck seventy five. <laughs> like I don't mm. know what to what end is the outrage, and it misses right. the point, which is that Anita's doing a very important podcast, and that like all Anita has to do is go, okay, uh, I'll take it out of the thing, because I'm, that's that's where I'm trying to get at is like, okay, so you're upset now. Now what do you want? Right, right. Okay, she's not going well, to gonna get any. You're absolutely right about that. Oh, so like that's the next thing that's missing. Like, what does Tamara want? Does Tamara want a credit on the page? Does Tamara want a cut of the Kickstarter profits? Does Tamara want her to take her art off of the Kickstarter? Now that I can see. But again, here's where it cuts down to the ethics. So let's not worry about the legality of it because we don't have Katie. 
If Tamara says, I don't really believe in your podcast that you're doing here. I don't want my art associated with it. Well, it's not really your art, is it, though? It's Princess Daphne. Like, <laughs> no, ostensibly. It is her art. It is, though. Like, that is a fact. That's not, like, arguable. I, well, it is arguable, though, Steve, because, because um, if I can find the exact Daphne pose that she copied poorly, then mm. it's a copy of someone's art. Maybe. You maybe. you said earlier maybe she didn't realize it wasn't the original thing, and probably if someone who doesn't have a, I don't know, a trained eye could have right. glanced by that and thought, oh, that's from the game. I'll grab sure. it. Clearly she grabbed Laura Croft from the game. Right. But that's a computer graphic, so that's pretty easy to see that's the right Laura Croft. Right. Um. So maybe no, I mean, I don't think this girl, the uh, I don't think the artist deserves like, you know, $100,000 in reparations or anything, but credit, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. Credit. I mean, the art is hers. Like, it is. It just it's is. It's her art, yes, absolutely. And it was used without permission, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, but something has to be done about it. And it doesn't have to be – it doesn't have to go to court. And you're well, right. Going to court is silly for this kind of a thing because it doesn't – it's not like she owns more than the the art itself. She doesn't own the character. She doesn't own the right to even make it into a T-shirt or anything like that. Well, let me put it to you this way, Steve. Let's say that someone drew a picture of Quick from Plocks. Sure. They didn't interpret it. They just went, okay, here's how he draws the hair. Now I'm going to try to draw the hair. They tried to copy your art. Right. And then someone wanted to do a podcast about video game comics. And mm -hmm. instead of using a cut from Plocks, they use this guy's art. Yeah. And that guy's like, hey, you can't use my art. You'd be like, that's not your art. <laughs> Maybe. That's my would... art that you badly traced. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why are you even in the conversation? Right, right. I if don't someone know. draws a bad, if so, that's the thing. It's like, because it's a corporation, right. everyone has a different opinion. Right. Sure. But if the ah, that's a good if point. Tamara had done a, a drawing of of um um if someone had drawn okay let's do skull if if uh or Jade there we'll do it so if if um Anita felt that Jade was a bad trope and she put that in the Kickstarter thing but instead of using a picture of Jade from PvP she did someone's fan art and that person's like hey I drew that that's my art. Yeah. I'd be like, no, that's my art. That's my character. Right. Well, that's that's the other interesting thing is your your uh, uh, the question is what is Tammy's claim to this? And in, according to her open letter to Anita, her claim is uh, I don't have a record of licensing this image to Feminist Frequency for commercial use. Yeah, it's not yours to license. Right, which brings up the yeah, which brings up the next question. It's like, no, Anita cannot use this art; it doesn't belong to her. But also, Tammy does not have the right to license. Now, Tammy does have the right to stop her from using that art. Yeah, sure, but I don't sure. believe that Tammy has the right to license that art. No, no, that's what I mean. Is there's no way that the artist can really make any money on that piece of art? You know, I mean, if she started. If she started up a Etsy and started selling prints, they would shut her down. Whoever's in charge of that that trademark, it's their responsibility to shut them down. You know, it's the same reason you can't you can't do that with anything. I can't I can't just go on and make a bunch of fan art of the Avengers and sell a bunch of prints and make you know any money on that. It doesn't belong to me. 
even if it is my really? art. Have you never been to a comic convention? Well, they're doing it. No, they're doing it, but they're doing it illegally. And and when they that. get caught, they get busted because I know an artist who had a sketch. Really? Yes, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I've always Marvel about created there, there are... a whole program that really oh. fucked over artists. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Marvel made a Marvel went to the cons and said, "Why are all these people doing art books with their covers in mm-hmm. it?" So now if you want to do an art book that has your Marvel work in it. You have to make your art book through Marvel's program, and no one wants to do it because the margins suck. Was that before or after Disney bought them? That sounds like a very before. Disney thing. No, it's oh, always before. before. Wow. Yeah, it was before. It was the last time I went to Baltimore Con. The Brad. only the only reason I say that oh, that wow. sounds like a Disney thing is because oh, well, you have to be a pretty big corporation to go after stuff like that. Like you got to have the manpower. You know what I mean? To put feet on the ground to go to shows and well, say... Well, but Marvel's there to see it. Everyone, right. th- I'm sure that s- what some of the editors at Marvel was like, I just did a walk around the con and everyone is selling our shit. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with that artist um, that... Uh, what's the guy? The ghostwriter guy. Oh, I know who you're talking... Gary... Gary... Friedrich. Friedrich. Friedman. Yeah. Claims that he co-created Ghostwriter. And it's okay. in co- dispute because the the other writer and Plug, the artist, are saying, We don't we were there, we all three created him, and we all three disagree on how much Gary contributed. And Gary went to court with Marvel over the movie, and the court said, Look, you don't own Ghostwriter, so you can't claim it. And part of the testimony was he makes a living at conventions selling ghostwriter prints mm. because he co-created it. So he needs something to sign. He's a writer. And and because it became a part of the, the suit, the judge is like, you don't get to sell that shit anymore also. <laughs> shouldn't have brought it up. I mean, yeah, he shouldn't have brought it up. Right. Yeah, so, right. I, and I think since then it's been overturned. I have to look it up. But he's not even selling art he made. Right. Right? right, that's how bad it's getting. It's not like Plug, who drew Ghost Rider, is drawing Ghost Rider in front right. of people at a show and taking ten bucks for it. Sometimes they sell the a print that they made at a Kinko's the night before of the art that they sold to Marvel, probably under a work for hire contract. Oh, and come on! I mean, we we've all seen this. Uh, it, it's the the guys that have a tangential at best relationship with any big name publisher who are uh, selling poster after poster mm-hmm. of these uh, licensed superheroes. But I, I guarantee and, and- you, Greg Land. Um, no, not Greg Land. There's t- Greg Horn, the painter. Greg Horn. Yeah. His booth, which is nothing but posters and prints of of all of his Marvel paintings, I guarantee mm-hmm. you that's all legit. I guarantee you he yeah. gives them a cut because he makes bank at those cons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a right way to do it. Sure. But uh, Tamra getting upset that they used my fan art without permission, raised 150 K plus in her Twitter, right in the ethics feels. I, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> it's this whole well, Tumblr let me, let thing me... of, well, I made fan art. And that's as legitimate as the guy who created it. Let me put it in a different Princess way. Princess Daphne's because... my headmate, and she told me. <laughs> Perhaps. So earlier, Scott, you asked, what does Tamara want out of all this? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to float uh, the argument that she is right now getting exactly what she wants out of this. She's, and yeah. that is recognition. She's got a chance to get a little buzz to her name, get a little name recognition, it, it, and, and like a smart promoter 
She's making hay while the sun shines. She's making a big deal about it. Lots of people get to know her name. And that's that is I'm going to argue that that's the most payment she's ever going to get. And if that's the case, that's just fine by her. I'm yeah, we have, her. we have to stop talking about it right now. Yeah, I'm looking at her blog. We're falling into her trap. This is part of her trap. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm looking at Tammy's art blog right now. And I'm seeing a lot of really awesome art. And, and Right. Well, and that's the sad thing is I'm with you. That's not my favorite piece of hers. She's a talented artist. But the thing that bugs me is the same thing that bugs me with all these Tumblr kids. It's like if you just created your own characters, then you'd own it. Yeah, that's true. Does she not? I see a I lot don't, of her own I stuff. I don't know because I'm looking at her blog and I see um, um, uh, the Green Fairy, which is something that she did as a part of, a, I think, a, an anthology. So that's pretty cool. And then it was uh, a doodle. All right. Princess Daphne, because she's bitching about that. And then it's like the guy from Ratchet and Clank. And then Clank from Ratchet and Clank. And then Kid Icarus. And then the one from Mama cooking DS game. And then it's all fan art. It's all fan art. Here's Princess Ariel if she was a steampunk girl. <laughs> you know, here's... um. Oh, this looks kind of original. Here's Rogue from the X-Men. Here are two World of Warcraft characters. I, you know, it's just like... Um, it's, it's just like that girl that does all those really awesome Penny Arcade fan arts and PvP fan arts. What's her name? She goes by Moo, M-U. She's so talented. And I we talk all the time, and I'm like, do something on your own. And she's like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. Well, <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, she is. The reason you're not seeing her pop up, it looks like she's part of a studio called Atomic Ginger. And they're a commercial oh, cool. studio. So they make a ton of stuff. Probably commercial oh, good. work. Probably commercial work, which is why it looks like the majority of her stuff is gonna uh, is gonna be other people's things. I see. So she's getting paid legitimately to do that stuff. It appears to be, yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, you don't have any claim to that Daphne picture. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> good luck in your other endeavors. Next topic. Wow. <laughs> Scott, of course, is just having a laugh. Tamara does have full copyright to that artwork, even though she doesn't own the trademark. And it looks like Anita Sarkeesian has done the right thing in taking that artwork down. Of course, Anita's in a bucket of syrup now because since this broke, at least one other artist has come forward to say she's using their artwork without permission. Join us next week when we speak to our very own legal eagle, Katie Lane. She's going to set the record straight on all things copyright and trademark. Thank you again for joining us. This has been another episode of Surviving Creativity.